found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's a Thursday. This is the 13th day of January. It's the 13th day of the month. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, we're 13 days. days in. Ah. <sighs> Matt, good to see you. How you doing, buddy? Oh, great. Doing all right? Yeah, just fabulous. Just wonderful. We're at 29 degrees. So, um, not a bad start. Could be much worse. A smidge frosty out there. Yeah, I did have that. I was unexpected. Yeah, for sure. Put me uh, behind schedule even more so. You know, I think we know by now if inflation's affecting everything. Right. The U.S. Labor Department on Wednesday released the price increases for 2021 on a variety of items. The index said the price of all items rose 7% last year. That's the largest 12-month increase since the period ending June of 1982. Data showed the biggest jump was in energy costs. All types of gasoline rising 49.6% last year. Jeez. And we're seeing it at the pump now. Yeah. Figures from the Consumer Price Index show the following items and services increased last year. Used cars and trucks, 37.3%. So if you've got a used vehicle right now, it may be worth more than you thought it was. Yeah. Hotel, motel rooms up 26%. 28. 28. <laughs> Meat. Poultry, fish, and eggs up 12.5%. And if you want a new car purchase, cars and trucks up 11.8%. That's the average. So is all of this pandemic-related? I mean, does it all have to do with the shutdown? I think that's basically where it all started, yeah. It's just not recovering as quickly as they forecast right and here we are paying out the nose for virtually everything that's terrible gas nearly 50 percent increase Mm -hmm. and the the thing is is it's been such an incredibly rapid thing you know like bam here it is go to the store bam there it is bam look how much that cost you bam wait a second this isn't going nearly as far as it used to. <laughs> you ever play Wordle? No. Taking over the world, it's the free and ad-free online game hmm. in which users have six chances to guess a five-letter word. It was made public back in October. Right. Went from 90 users at the start of November yeah. to about 3 million now. That's... Taking the world over, you sure? Okay. (laughs) Grids of blocks that users share to show how a game unfolded, with a green block showing where the right letter has been guessed in the right place, have become a a big social media craze. Programmer Josh Wartle, who created a game, says there's only one Wartle per day, and it's released at midnight. Wartle has said he wanted to to create a game that 
wasn't just fun and doesn't try to do anything shady with your data or your eyeballs. So he just wanted to come up with something for you to do. Six chances to guess a five-letter word. Yeah. And Josh Wardle created Wordle. Yeah. Okay. As it spread, so have online communities where users offer tips and debate strategies. Two main groups have emerged. Those who believe a consonant-heavy first word will give them an advantage. And those who go for a vowel-heavy initial word like adieu. 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 Like, I bid you adieu, sir. Okay. Adieu. Well, that's, that's like the old Another Wheel of Fortune strategy. Yeah, yeah, right? really. Uh, R-S-T. <laughs> they always pick the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eventually, they just, Wheel of Fortune just like gave them those letters. <laughs> pick something different. And back in the day, they took forever to select their price pack. Mm. You know, they'd go to the showroom and they'd pick this because they got that much money. <laughs> Remember? That yeah. used to be that way. Yeah. Now, just take the money and get what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Which you don't even get what you pick, right? Like, it's a whole thing where it's like when it's all over, you get like a check. Yeah, I guess. Something. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how it works. Yeah, I really don't watch it. Never really have. I just think in general, like the way game shows work, it's, yeah. you know, when you win something, it's not quite as what's on TV. Yeah. You know? I think that show's been on 40 years. Oh, my gosh. No, something forever. like that. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. CD sales jumped from 40.2 million units in 2020 to 40.6 million in 2021. That's the first time such sales have increased year over year since 2004, making even bigger waves vinyl. Wow. Vinyl sales volume jumped 50.4% in 2021, with 41.7 million units sold. That makes it the first time in MRC's 30-year tracking history that sales of vinyl outpaced CDs. Wow. Which is still surprising. Most people are just downloading their stuff, right? I mean, now. A lot of people are. Yeah. But a lot of people like having that vinyl, you know, tactile experience where you have a thing in your hand and it's big and it's, you know, it's got artwork and it, you know, you get to get to do a thing and put a thing on top of it and it makes this thing. And it used to be one of the big things, you know, when I was younger, you know, you get your, your album and the artwork. Oh, yeah. 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 It's always the interesting aspect of stuff, you know, seeing what the cover looks like. You know, I grew up, during my formative years, it was pretty much all CDs at that yeah. point. And for me, it was it was the artwork, and then it was, did the liner notes have the, the lyrics to the songs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sing along. Super annoying when they didn't. <laughs> Super annoying. Oh, if you don't have the words, you're going to have to listen have several to listen, times. listen, yeah. Yeah. What's he say there? What? <laughs> And some of those songs I did I didn't know till like recently, you know. Oh, that's what that is. Well, that doesn't make any sense. In the seventies through the early eighties, of course, you had the Columbia House Records, yeah. where you got you know yeah. ten for ninety nine cents or whatever it yeah. was. Then you were committed to buy you know however many. I got caught up in that a few times. <laughs> I don't know who didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. First it was cassettes. Yeah. You get 10 cassettes for just a penny. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. 
just buy three more in regular price over the next. Okay, I can doesn't do seem like that big a deal. I can do that. <laughs> Never do. I wonder how many people face collections from Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> But you saw it all over. Every magazine or anything you look through, there was yeah. Columbia House. Yeah. <laughs> now, they didn't have all the possibilities of albums out there because, right. you know, they were only... <laughs> but they had many. They had a lot. Yeah. They had a lot. <laughs> but I, I knew some dudes that had, I mean, hundreds of cassettes, you know, later CDs. It's like, hey, you're never going to listen to all this. <laughs> I found it difficult to even pick the first ten. Same. Same. <laughs> well, do I really want... <sighs> well, I guess I'll take Neil Sedaka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, they, then they'd really... It's like, oh, this first one, we'll throw in an extra one. So you get... You get 11. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> How many a young person's credit was ruined? <laughs> Right off the bat. By Columbia House. <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, <laughs> and he's got to do the walk of shame to mom and dad. Uh, kind, got $40. It's 631. We'll uh, take a break for news, a look at weather, and we've got more tidbits on the way. This is Tidbits. Six thirty-six. It's a Thursday edition of Tidbits. <laughs> Matt's got um, his sock cap on. You know, yes. you, you remind me of Mike Nesmith. <laughs> you always say that whenever I have a sock cap on. <laughs> By the way, that's a very hip and cool reference to the monkeys. <laughs> you know, I could have used Zach Brown. Seems like he's always in a sack sock cap. True. I don't know. Mike Nesmith recently passed away. Is he even alive anymore? Yeah. Campbell's Soup Company has announced they're partnering with retailer CAMP Camp to release limited edition scented candles based on two of its iconic flavors, chicken noodle soup and tomato soup with grilled cheese. <laughs> For sale now online at camp.com. Campbell's, forward slash Campbell's, and at camp stores in New York, New Jersey, Dallas, and Connecticut. It's a limited edition candle retailing at $24. They replicate the smell of the Campbell's classics, giving one's home a cozy, wintry warmth. Does that sound like something you'd like? I'm just not sure they will. <laughs> I don't I don't think the whole house smells of tomato soup when you make it, does it? And grilled, I guess it kind of does. The chicken noodle soup flavor features notes of savory chicken, mm. clove, and buttery crackers. Tomato soup and grilled cheese, meanwhile, features notes of roasted tomato, peppercorn, and gooey grilled cheese. <laughs> So what's going to happen? People are going to walk in your house and be like, oh, that's that's lovely. You know, what, what's wrong with cinnamon? What's wrong <laughs> with normal candles? Both candles are also in containers designed after Campbell's stackable snowman soup cans. 
which made their debut in 2020. They're modeled after the brand's Snow Buddy Snowman commercial. <laughs> in fact, a Snow Buddy keepsake. Completely unaware of all this. Yeah, me. Will be revealed as the candle burns. Oh. As a well, there's a toy inside. Memento for families oh, to cherish their newly made winter memories. Ten <laughs> percent of the net proceeds from total candle sales will be donated to help benefit Feeding America. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I guess I've never thought about wanting to smell that. And I, I don't know that I've ever really. The problem is, is that it won't smell quite right. That's the thing. Is that they say it? It's it's oh, it has all these notes of gooey grilled. It's like no, it doesn't. It won't. It just it just won't. Burnt toast. Yeah, I mean, it's like worse yet, cat food. It's going to be weird, man. It's going to just smell weird. Just make candles that smell like cat food. There you go. Really stink your home up. <laughs> the smell of salmon patties. Mm, there you go. Up. There you go. <laughs> With notes of wild, wild caught salmon. Office place, microwave Chinese food. Oh yes, yes. Burnt popcorn in the microwave. There you go. That's. I what. mean, really make some good candles. <laughs> Wet dog. Mm, there you go. <laughs> This uh, arthritis cream, yay! (laughs) Your house like Ben Gay. See, I think we have a new DNM project. (laughs) After the feral zoo, yes, incorporates stinky candles. The petting zoo filled with feral animals. Uh, Uh, We'll have some candles to commemorate your visit. Wet dog and arthritis cream. Uh. <clears throat> Tickets <laughs> to the upcoming Super Bowl. Now, this is what, 56? Is that what that is? is that LBI? What that is? Sure. 56, I think. Sure. Are outrageously expensive. The cheapest pair of tickets in Los Angeles cost $14,042 on a secondary market site. For fourteen grand, gosh, you can buy a low-level car in some parts of America. You're well on your way to putting a down payment on a house, of course, with yeah. that much. Who can afford to go? Who can? $14,000. And that's the lowest. For two tickets. It'd be like me saying to you, you know, when we went to see Notre Dame, come on, man, we can afford this. We can do it. It's your birthday. <laughs> Let old Dale. <laughs> Seven grand a beer. Gosh. That's terrible. And where is it? Where's the, the It's in Bowl? Los Angeles. It's at the new place. Okay. The new stadium. It wasn't used forever due to COVID. Now they're, And who knows what the rules will be by then. They had talked about moving it because of yeah. issues. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, you can. Uh, <laughs> Maybe for that much money, you two can go watch Tom Brady try and win another one. <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> Maybe he won't make it. Maybe they won't make it this Maybe year. Maybe they won't. Maybe the Packers. <laughs> Maybe it'll be the Packers. 
And I'm not very confident in that either. Okay, <laughs> I'm not confident in anyone. No, no, there's no one dominant team where you're like, yeah, they're the team to beat. And the problem is Green Bay is one of the favorites. Right. And I, I don't like that. And they've been shaky at times yeah. this year. So, And they've got a bye, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who do they play? This well, Green Bay, time. they're off. And then uh, it's like the, what is it, the Steelers and the Chiefs? The Raiders and uh, I can't remember. You know, it's, it's so many teams to try to keep in mind. But uh, anyway, it uh, ought to be interesting, I would think. Yeah. This says that certain hemp compounds can prevent COVID-19 from entering human cells. So toke away, my friend. <laughs> A study finds that a pair of cannabinoid acids... And cannabis sativa, hemp, mm. bind to the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. <laughs> I'm terrible at medical stuff. Preventing a critical step in the COVID-19 infection process. More specifically, those two compounds are cannabiger, rolic acid, CBGA, and cannabiolic acid, CBDA. The spike protein that those two cannabinoid <laughs> acids bind to is the very same viral destination COVID-19 vaccines and antibody therapies target. So, you know, you can get cannabis at uh, various locations. But uh, hemp, of course, is uh, mm-hmm. grown locally. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, there's too much there to really comprehend. If you get giddy on uh, creepy stories, I'll give you a chance to get away. <laughs> you can tune out. All right. Giddy folks, tune out. And by giddy, you mean? Like. Because giddy to me is like, is like no. laughing. Well, no, no. If you get creeped out easily with okay. with uh, gross science stories, <sighs> this is it. All right. All right. So walk away. Okay. Here we go. Video shows a Texas man having a giant insect pulled out of his ear after the large critter flew inside while he was working in his garage. Gosh. He was identified only as Ronald. (laughs) (laughs) Featured on this week's episode of the This Came Out of Me, a Discovery Channel reality series that profiles unusual (laughs) and extreme medical emergencies. (laughs) That's the name of the show? (laughs) This came out of me. This came out of me. Wow. In the episode, Ronald is heard telling nurse Paige Grissom Mm. how he's had been fixing up his dune buggy outside of the garage in his uh, home in Odessa with a... When a daggum bug flew in his ear. No, I think that's what a a daggum bug. Daggum bug flew in my ear. So it's uh, King of the Hill speaking. Yes. Okay. <laughs> when asked whether he believed the bug was still alive, yeah. Ronald responds that he believes it is, adding it's really irritating. Feels like it got some wings and it's down on my eardrum. <laughs> Dr. Greg Starr assesses Ronald and discovers the bug has lodged itself inside his left external auditory canal. Starr injects several doses of... Uh, Idacane, a type of local anesthetic, 
and a Ronald's eardrum to either stun or kill the insect. Ronald is seen writhing around in pain on a hospital bed as the the drug is administered. It's got to hurt. I would imagine. It's going in your eardrum. Yeah. After the third... No, you'll uh, you feel some <laughs> slight pressure. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's usually what it is. You know, you're going to feel a little bit of pressure here. It's like the most excruciating thing you've ever felt. It's pressure, all right. After the third dose, Ronald jerks his legs up in the air in discomfort, shakes his head as the winged critter is prized from his ear canal. Gosh. So I guess shaking his head got it out. Incredibly, the bug was still alive. Looks like a moth, the doc said, <laughs> as he holds the bug up to the camera. Footage of the clip has since gone viral on Facebook, drawing reactions of shock, disgust, and horror. What are the odds? Okay. How big of how big is your or his ear canals? Yeah, that's that's another thing. Yes, he's freakishly large. <laughs> I mean, you know, moths are pretty good sized. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And they're not sturdy. Like, you know, typically moths are not a sturdy creature, yeah. are they? No. You think you. And really, if you look at it, it's between the two thumbs of the doctor. So it's not that large. I don't know, man. But to have something in there flopping around in your ear would be very discomforting. Daggum moth up in there. <laughs> See, I thought it was the name of the bug. <laughs> no. <laughs> King of the Hill speak. <laughs> well, we got a dead gum bug up in there. I just, I can't imagine. Uh, and, you know, that has to hurt getting a shot in your ear. I would imagine. I would imagine. No wonder why he's writhing and, you know, it's right. like, man. And finally, for those who uh, like to fish, a Jack Creval, <laughs> caught by 12-year-old Nicholas Fano of Palm City, Florida, earned the boy not one but two fishing world records recognized by the International Game Fish Association. Wow. The huge Jack nearly bottomed the scale at 58 pounds, 8 ounces. And, of course, the kid's getting some assistance holding it. Sure. Catch Jack Creval, a world record at 58.8. And that's the name of the fish, right? Yeah. A Jack, a Jack Creval. Creval. You ever heard of that? No. In fact, it's a strange-looking fish. It I've really never is. seen one. Yeah. Junior world record for Jack and men's 50-pound test line class world record were caught. Rod and reel pin spin fisher. <laughs> Pound rod, line suffix, hook, <laughs> bait. <laughs> Used a three-inch finger mullet. <laughs> All right. I don't know. You know, there's just, you know, it's like fishing in like a foreign country. Yeah. If I went to like Brazil. Sure. Was, you know, <laughs> I'd be kind of scared, I think, about what I'd catch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I got stuff that I've never heard of. Right. Pull out a piranha. <laughs> you know, it's. 
I just don't know. And then you got that guy on TV who goes, he finds monster fish. Yes, yes, yes. River monsters or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're kind of scary. Yeah. I remember, you know, fishing just in South Carolina when you're fishing in, you know, like an inlet. And you're seeing, you know, dolphins swim around. And, <laughs> you know, you're bringing up stingrays and sharks and latch onto a. 15-foot eel. That'd be creepy. Okay. Eels are just creepy. I, I caught something, and I, I you know, played with it for a good 15, 20 minutes. And finally, I quit trying to fight it and just let it, and I felt it just like, it almost it almost felt like it flexed yeah. and then just broke the, the line, and that was it. It was nuts. I'm like, no idea what that was, but dang. Thank goodness I didn't land. <laughs> yeah, because right. we didn't have we didn't have super super high test line, you yeah. know. Just yeah. just I don't even it wasn't anything special, but that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, I'm glad. Just go away, go away. There you go. Some tidbits on this Thursday. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. No, you won't. No, no, not tomorrow. You'll be gone. But uh, you'll be back Monday. Yes. Okay, so Alan tomorrow. Okay, see you. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.